On this episode of the Peter Panda Podcast, we're going on a couple elk hunts with one of the nicest, funniest, and all-around good humans I know, Randall Williams. I love Randall for more reasons than I could list, but his genuine passion for hunting and conservation is unmatched. Bucks, does, bulls, cows, big ones, small ones, Randall loves hunting them all. I mean all of them. This guy loves that trigger time more than anyone else I know. I believe Randall hunts for all the right reasons, and when he drew not one, but two special elk permits last fall, I was so excited for him to finally have the opportunity to target some trophy bulls. He's one hell of a storyteller, so get comfortable and let's go on an elk hunt. Uh, explain your shirt to me, Randall. What do we got here? I, when you walked in, I thought it was a, a like a, a Harambe memorial shirt. No, it's an orangutan. It is an orangutan. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, orangutan is... Uh, Translates to man of the forest. It's one of the great apes. Wow. They're only native to two islands, uh, the islands of Borneo and Sumatra in the southeast. I, well, I guess that would be so, – would that be the, the – yeah, I guess that's still the eastern Pacific even though it's on the – yeah. So anyway, I don't know what that – no, I'm not really sure how you orient yourself when you're talking about an ocean. Yeah, but I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I did not expect you to hit us with those <laughs> hard facts uh, right off the – yeah. You know, I'm on – cup well, of coffee number two and you're do you guys know how long your antennas live i'm gonna guess 20 50 years God, you guys kind of bracketed it yeah yeah 35 to 45 years shoot yep. the gap yeah yep. brady and i'll figure this yeah. out you just keep spitting animal facts with us we'll fill in the cracks <laughs> all right well uh we're sitting here in my my dining room some people call a lovely room of death because there's it's got a good man cave vibe to it. So many, you know, it it's got a man cave vibe, but I also pride myself on it kind of being clean. <laughs> like if if you didn't go outside, you'd believe you were in Bozeman, not Belgrade. Yep. But if you go into my backyard, that you'll figure that out right away. Can we can we comment though on what you have in the closet over here? I didn't want that to come up, but you left the closet door open, so why don't you just go ahead and just throw me under the bus on that? Go ahead. You have a gorgeous full body mountain goat mount yeah the pride in a, clo in a closet the mm -hmm. pride of my life yeah, i don't know how you fit jewel. it i want to know how you fit it in that closet fall of 2011 butter. just butter. buttered it up and pushed it in there montana mountain goat i'll tell you what when you're trying to rent your house out for the summer it's a it's a interesting conversation you have to have with the potential tenants before they, they come into this. the house and be like hey just so you know i hunt a, a lot and a lot emphasis on a lot there's a bit of taxidermy in my house and everyone is like, Oh yeah, cool. No big deal. And still when they come in the door for the first time, they're like, Whoa, yeah. what are we dealing with here? This guy might be a serial killer, but I tricked one of them into, uh, renting the house and, uh, it's all good. They're paying my mortgage for the summer. And I told them they couldn't be here this morning because we were doing this. <laughs> so it really worked out well. Uh, but back to the t-shirt, what did you, did you find that in a gas station? Or? No, I bought it at the National Zoo in Washington, D.C. Wow. Were there a lot of options? I think there were, but I'm... There weren't a lot of... Apes. Ape I'm options. a big ape guy. You are? Yeah. Okay. And he had just kind of shared a moment with an orangutan. Oh, yeah, oh, really? I did. I you guys did. connected eyes? Yeah, there's yeah. a big male orangutan. You know, they, they have the cheeks the that are kind of like, like plates. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was leaning up against the window with this sad look on his face and we made eye contact for about, well, I don't even know, 
the time froze for me, but um, it was super cool. <laughs> it's probably 15 It was seconds. super cool. <laughs> Frozen in time. You just Telepathically on. communicating. Yeah, and I have a shirt like this that's a yellow lab, which is actually the shirt that I was looking for this morning because it's Rosie's it's Rosie's birthday. birthday. Yeah. I saw that on Instagram this morning. But I couldn't find morning. my yellow lab shirt, so I just wore the orangutan one. Did you bring any dogs with you on this road trip? No. You, no. Do you have a dog sitter, hopefully? Yes. No. All right. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You guys recently Will, uh, rescued a old female chocolate lab from like a bit of a puppy mill operation. And it's been really cool to see that dog come to life from shell-shocked, terrified dog to active mountain hiking dog. Well, she's I wish still shell-shocked, but, I, <laughs> but I, she's also active. I wish we'd had the cameras rolling yesterday when uh, eight – it was officially eight weeks yesterday – of her yeah. living with y'all. Never had an accident in the house. And yesterday she hopped up on the couch and dumped about two and a half gallons of urine. Wow, that's a lot. Wow. Yeah. Thick stream for a long time. And on the couch, too. And you can't too. really yell at a dog that's like yeah. rescued oh, from yeah. an abusive oh, situation. Right. Yeah, so we yeah. just kind of were like, no. So we, we That's yeah, not it was good. Like, I'm still smiling. It was yeah. like we were parents at the brewery. They don't actually <laughs> stop their children from doing bad shit. They just... God, I love Randall. But when she's you, doing well, though, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's great. Yeah, Man, she's, good on you guys. She's uh, that's, amazing. Uh, more people need to rescue dogs, I believe, and more people need to rescue old dogs. Yeah. And uh, it just doesn't happen very often, but I love to see it. So let me introduce everybody that's here with us today. To my left, we have Mr. Brady Miller. Brady, welcome back to Bozeman, Montana. Oh, Belgrade, Montana. Yep, yep we got him. Brady, you last night you went to the local racetrack. I did, and um, which is one of my favorite places and favorite things to do. Um, and I want to hear your experience. Had you ever been? No, never been. Never been. And so you, I think that's a, now my favorite part of Belgrade. It's like NASCAR and uh, like a music festival yep. vibe. And like Sturgis kind of yeah. vibe, all rolled into one thing. So my, my biggest eye-opening experience, so I walk in and I'm like, I had a beer in my hand already. And they're like, how'd you sneak that in? I'm like, I don't know. We're at an event. I thought I'd bring some beer. We walk over. You can get bags of beer. That's right. That's mm -hmm. what they do. Bags of beer. That's what they do at the Deer Lodge Rodeo. They sell I've never experienced a, a bags plastic, of beer. Yeah, plastic grocery bag. Yeah. And they're just like Throwing them filling in. it up for you. That's yeah. popular in Mexico. If you ever buy beers, if you get like Tecates at a roadside stand in Mexico, like Mexico, the country over, they give you a plastic bag filled with ice and your beers inside yeah. of it. It's genius. It's, yeah, it's like it's the golden. poor man's temporary cooler. Because you don't have enough hands to buy as much beer as you want. Because you always want one beer That's right. or two, but then you can't carry it to your seat. And then you're awkwardly setting them down. But this way, it's in a bag. I can hold one beer in my hand and drink it, carry my bag over to my seat, set it down. Yeah, and you're Plus, not out of place because everybody else is doing it yeah. too. Yeah, and plastic bags are really easy to get rid of because they just kind of blow away. <laughs> away oh it's not frowned upon yeah. to just toss it out in the wind. You know, the, when those cars get going, a lot of stuff gets blown oh, yeah. out. Did you have some dirt boogers? Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, man. That's how you know you've been at the race. And the next morning, you're in the shower and you blow your nose, and it's just like dirt and mud coming out of your ears and nose. Mm -hmm. That's how you know you had a good night at the racetrack. And but we it, actually saw a car roll over. They're getting aggressive. Oh, that's a good there. night. Yep. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're earning it. They're working for it. But I'm glad you got to experience that because it's one of my favorite things. I went to it uh, two weeks ago, drank about 19 beers and just cheered them on for hours. Yep. It was wonderful. And I actually met a lot of my friends who I know in this area there. It was like 
you're here? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're like, what are you doing here, Brady? I'm like, yeah, just stumbled into a race. You know? No no shame in going to it. I, I think love I'm going to travel it. in the circuit now and just, you know, check them all out. <laughs> yeah. Across all the ones in Montana. We'll get you a car. We'll get Go Hunt to sponsor a car I, for exactly. you. Big motorsports guy. Big motorsports guy. Like we said, death can be surprising. And maybe yours is on a racetrack in Belgrade, Montana in the near future. Can we put the sticker on that says don't die? Yeah, like the like the bike in the garage there. Yeah. Yeah. My roommate has a motorcycle in the garage with the decal, don't die on the gas tank. It's sound advice. I bet his wife put it on there or something, but it's it's sound advice because you might die every time you get onto a motorcycle. But yeah, good advice. So working around the table we have the Williams, two of my favorite people, Sydney and Randall. And uh we're gonna talk about Randall's 2021 elk season which was just a, a, a banger. banger of an elk season and i want to preface this storytelling with a little bit of an introduction to randall randall and i went to high school together in cincinnati ohio well technically we also went to elementary school and junior high yeah that is true so we grew up in a <laughs> kind of a, starting in, in media race as in they say in pleasantville Latin. uh suburbia land um east of downtown cincinnati and Randall's a couple years older than me and went to high school with my brother in the same class. And my family did not hunt growing up. And Randall was part of this group of uh, older classmates that did hunt. So I kind of navigated through junior high and high school, idolizing Randall and his group of hunting buddies. And they were wild, a wild bunch. Uh, but I very much did try to follow in your guys' footsteps, trying to figure out how to deer hunt as a teenager. With a crossbow. With the crossbow and um, everything that, man, a lot of memories down on the railroad tracks and hunting the islands uh, back in the day, chasing deer down there. Um, but funny enough, we both wound up living in Montana as adults. Did you come out here for your doctorate degree or prior yes. to that for you did school in 2010 so you started you did your grad school and your doctoral degree oh. randall's a doctor randall's really smart uh you wouldn't know it by his t-shirt or his face maybe but <laughs> he's actually an extremely I'm glad intelligent you stopped there person. <laughs> there's a whole lot of other indicators that um suggest i am not a adult i don't know no, you're uh, <laughs> you're you're wise beyond your appearance, wiser than your appearances, and you work at TRCP. What do you do there? I'm the Western Communications Manager. I do a lot of public facing uh, stuff. He sends me press releases a lot. Yeah. I do. I send press releases. I I yeah. I do a lot of like a lot of outreach, writing and reading outreach to members, outreach to the media and outreach to partner groups around a lot of our public lands campaigns in the West. And Brady, what do you do at go hunt? Uh, I guess my technical titles head of editorial. So mm -hmm. I basically manage all our writers, do a lot of photography for marketing and I wear a lot of hats, test a lot of insider stuff, test a lot of maps, but yep. I'm mainly interested in writers and just helping out people. We got to talk about you guys' new mapping system. Yeah, I yeah. talked to uh, Porter the other day. He said he was going to gonna hook that up for me and let me try it out. I'm eager to see what that's all about. It's been fun. It's been really fun building that. And Miss Sydney, you are a physical therapist? Yep. Yeah. I need some help with my left shoulder. Okay. We can talk about that. I broke <laughs> my humerus this winter. Is that what that's called? Like surgical neck? 
you know. I yeah, I don't know what that means, but a pie. Yeah, yeah, I cracked <laughs> I cracked the head of my humerus uh, oh. chasing a bobcat. I'd actually given up chasing the bobcat. I was trying to get back to my snowmobile, mm. and I slipped and fell, and my left arm kind of hyperextended over my head, and I fell. Something cracked, popped, and made some nasty noises. It was absolute hellfire of pain, and then uh, ended up getting x-rays and cracked my humerus inside my shoulder there. And they basically told me to uh, tough it out and everything would be fine. It's been like six months, and it still hurts every day of my life. Well, once you get that part figured out, I need to, some advice on my elbow, too. I have tennis elbow. Oh. You and know, they, and every they time it, someone tells me they have tennis elbow, I, I judge was, the shit out of you. I know. Oh, you, so playing, you playing tennis too hard out there? Yeah, what happened? It sounds so fucking pretentious. But here's the yeah, funny thing. So I, went, like I was at the country club and uh, wounded my elbow. Yeah, I can't remember what I went to the doctor for. It's like, oh, I'm getting old. I have to go get a checkup. And I was like, well, I'm here. I must have cross off a bunch of things. So I don't have to pay a copay again. So I started asking all these questions. Like, hey, my elbow kind of hurts. She's like, the only thing I got for you is you know, those little, tennis. You know those little <laughs> copper arm sleeve bands? And she's oh, like, Christ. Oh, my God. And I, I, so I, she's like, yeah, let's go buy one of those. You'll, you'll like it. It puts compression on. I get back, and Neville's like, what, did you see like a Brett Favre ad on TV? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you didn't funny. have a Sky Mall catalog at home? Yeah, there. that's funny. So I bought one of those, and I don't know, they make fun of me at the office all the time for wearing this stupid armband. All right, well, we all know it hurts. It's continually hurts. You're actually wearing a copper <laughs> armband? I go to the gym and wear the why copper armband. Why don't you put crystals in your pocket? Yeah, that might work better. Sounds like some voodoo magic. Maybe I, we could I, cast a spell on you. What you need to ask yourself is, if LeBron James hurt his elbow, would he wear a copper bracelet, <laughs> or would he use science to fix it? Probably medical science. Yeah, medical okay, science. Okay, okay. See, I'm not talking to the right people. That's and why it, I well, love yeah, talk to Sydney. That's why she's here today, to fix okay. our <laughs> fix our. our That's why these two people right here are my favorite humans of all time. They'll shoot you straight. Every time I come anywhere around them, I just... You know, have a better outlook on life. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna feel better physically and uh, mentally. That's so weird because I feel awful every <laughs> single day, and my heart and soul is full of doom and gloom. Well, you really uh, so you channel all of <laughs> that into making are, other people really happy. Maybe you're just sapping it out of me. Uh, so uh, back to what we're here for. We're going to talk about Randall's elk season. And it's so interesting to me for a couple of reasons. So if you back up a little bit, Randall, would you call yourself a trophy hunter? I'll answer it for you. I don't think you are. No. <laughs> uh, Randall loves hunting and for all the right reasons and loves filling tags on anything he legally can. Mm-hmm. Big bucks, little bucks, does, uh, big bears, little bears. Do you know what his, all, do you know what his nickname is? I got a few for him. What's yours? Long bear guy. Long bear guy. Yep. And what does that mean? He just, he just loves a long bear. I had a bear that was longer than Neville's. Oh. So we were comparing bears. The one that I packed out with you. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you helped homeboy pack out his bear, too. Yeah. So. I've been around and then I helped some big you bears. pack your bear out that year. I've killed oh, yeah. a lot of small bears, too. And you oh, put your yeah. bear in my freezer. Yep. Yeah. That was Wonderful tradition that was, of killing bears and packing them out together. Yeah, that was the first bear pack out for our youngest lab. Yeah, but don't let me, uh, don't let me mislead you by you not being a trophy hunter. You've killed some really tremendous animals. I just have a hard time not pulling the trigger. Yeah, it's and fine. you love it. It's fine. You I'm really love it for all the right reasons, I believe. So that channeling into your elk hunting career – I've killed some elk with you. Nothing big. Um, 
Thank you. How many you. elk had you? How many bulls had you killed prior to this season? Three bulls. And is it fair to say that they were all hard-earned public land, uh, smaller than average bulls? Yes. Yeah, elk. and I'm not. That's oh. not a dig. I'm just trying to paint the picture of your. Uh, I elk hunted for resume. five years without killing an elk, and then I killed a cow the next year, and then since then I killed three public land general unit bulls mm -hmm. and then last year one of which i was with you yes and um i did I, I i shot at that bull you did and i missed that bull yep and and then you missed it again and then okay, okay here we go just might as well just tell it honestly i missed that bull and both of you guys are pretty badass long-range shooters i am not um, so this bull, what was it? It was five, 600 yards at that point, maybe further. I don't remember when I shot it, when you shot it, finally. I shot, I think I shot it like 680. Finally, Randall had enough of my shenanigans and was like, I'll finish this and dumps this bull at a long range. And it was awesome. It was a five point. That's six, six is it six yeah, one? Okay, yeah. yeah. Come it's on, hard man. to remember. You're really, when the, when the you're really trying to so set up the. Uh, well, you really redeemed season. yourself in 2021. So uh, I didn't think I needed any sort of redemption. <laughs> you know, I that, I'm not I'm trying not to paint it like that. The bulls that you had prior to this were maybe harder earned than the ones you killed in 2021, as oh, far yeah. as grinding it out on general districts. Absolutely. And um, very terrible. But what Terrible. did you do in 2021? You drew not only one limited entry tag in Montana, but another in I, Idaho. I did. I drew a, I drew a limited permit here in Montana with, I don't know what I had, nine bonus points or something. And then I drew a limited uh, elk license in Idaho. What, uh, which one did you draw first? Well, I drew the Montana tag back in I guess middle of April is when they drew last year. Um, and then I drew the Idaho tag um, like on August 24th because I drew it in the second, the, the pool of leftover tags that okay. people yeah. don't pay for or they return or whatever. And, uh, and I think that application deadline was like August 10th. And so I drew this thing basically the week leading up to Labor Day weekend. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there with two badass bull elk permits in your pocket. And did you prioritize? Did you kind of – how did you approach that? Did you say, I'm going to focus all of my efforts this fall on those? Uh, did you chunk out some different time blocks? Or how? what was your approach to it? Well, when the, were the hunts? Well, the Idaho tag was October 1st to, four, October 1st to 15th. Okay. Um, and the Montana tag, you know, I was – rifle hunting so it was the general season yeah whatever, the later third saturday in october so the seasons did not overlap um which was nice and i yeah i mean i basically decided that this was the year of bulls big bulls um what kind of what was your approach to scouting the areas i know you had some friends in idaho that uh helped you navigate through that hunt and Help ultimately put you on some big bulls. Yeah, I can tell you all about my scouting. I have a friend uh, in Idaho um, who helped me, and I have a friend in Montana who helped me. Mm -hmm. And so I was really just the recipient of um, the 
the knowledge passed on to me by folks with an intimate familiarity of these areas. Okay. And the Idaho tag was, was close to where you guys spend a lot of time with Sydney's family. So mm-hmm. you, were, you were probably familiar with the general area a yes. bit. Um, were you surprised when you drew it or were you kind of, Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, it was not supposed there's, to happen. Yeah. There's only, um, God, I don't know. I think, I think for that early season, there's only 15 tags. Oh wow. And that, area and uh i think there's one available in the leftover second draw so i had basically applied thinking i wasn't even sure if i was going to apply because i was going to focus on my montana right permit and then i thought well if i'm going to apply for something i might as well just apply for a great tag swing for the fences yeah and i've already got struck by lightning once and if i and i was like if i drew it um and all of a sudden my October becomes extraordinarily complicated. Um, I won't feel bad about it because <laughs> it's a great opportunity. <laughs> you know, you knew that it wouldn't overlap. Yeah. You might have to quit your job, but yeah. Like if I had had the opportunity to buy like a general Idaho elk license yeah. at that point in time, I wouldn't have. But, right. Um, yeah. I mean, I was just, I had kind of forgotten that they were doing the draw and I saw on a forum, I was sitting out in the yard and I saw on a forum that they had drawn and I, went inside and checked on the computer and then took a couple minutes to figure that out. And then, uh, and by figure that out, I mean, I saw the results and then <laughs> had to read it over. And yeah. Over. And then I was like reading it five times to ensure that I That's right. understood what it was telling me. Make and, sure you uh, apply, it wasn't some cow tag or something. Cause that yeah. happens to people. They think, they're Oh yeah. I mean, up tag. until the day that I was out there hunting and even <laughs> after I killed the bull, I was like, somebody's going to look at the numbers on my license. Like, you, you misread this. Um, but, wasn't the case, though. Yeah, I can assure you that that was not the case. I did have the correct license, but I was not anticipating it at all. And, um, I mean, everybody that I told who was familiar with it was pretty shocked that I'd drawn it. So it was a known tag where once you drew it, you were like, I've got some friends that know this area. I've got some friends that have hunted this. You were excited. Uh, you were expecting to be successful on it. Um, yes. And what was the – what's the caliber bull? Let's start with Idaho because that was the first hunt. What was your – your uh, expectations for it um they varied i mean i i was told that i could kill a really big bull Mm -hmm. um and i had uh someone tell me that if i didn't shoot a bull that was i forget what he the benchmark that he said but he's like i see a lot of people after opening day with that tag and they have bulls in their trucks that they could have shot on a general tag anywhere else. And he was like, if you shoot any old six point, um, I'm going to be upset with you. Okay. So it was something special and you knew it was something special and, uh, you were excited to, to kill a big mature bull in hopefully both States, but the Idaho tag was known going into it that you were, you were looking for a trophy bull. Mm-hmm. So, you did or you didn't scout? Your friend scouted or did you go out there in the uh, summertime yeah, and get out there? Yeah, so um, my buddy was archery hunting that area Okay. all September and had seen a couple bulls. And he'd actually seen this bull. Um, and like maybe 10 days before my season opened, he texted me and he was like, yeah, I, I think I found a contender. Nice. And he got close on him forget the whole story but he called him in and got close on this guy and he got away and he didn't quite you know after we killed this thing um 
he was like, yeah, it's actually quite a bit bigger than I thought he was. But he sort of thought this was like that maybe. That always happen. He was, yeah, he was, like, he was like, maybe this is a shooter, maybe not. I think it's a pretty good bull, um, whatever. So, yeah, that was – and he'd seen a couple others, but, um, you know, he didn't – he hadn't seen as many like big bulls as he thought, but this was one that he sort of had in the back of his mind. And he this ended something up, we should be looking for where he saw it. Yeah. Where he saw it was like, you know, a couple miles North of where we spotted it and killed it. Okay. So, um, talk me into early October. You, you head over to Idaho. Did you get there before your season opened on the fourth? No. Um, I actually had to, uh, speak at a funeral the day before the season opened wow and did not see that one coming yeah memorial service so it was kind of funny i mean it was i mean not, not that but it was like interesting way to put that it one. was like yeah I, I have this tag but um i'm gonna drive down there in the dark the night before the season opens and and i mean it wasn't like a choice you know i didn't go back and forth on whether i'd that's right do it it was just like this is how this it has to happen i don't have a lot of choice in the matter had i not um had that uh on my calendar i probably would have been tempted to go down there like a week early and just start looking at stuff you know and um but yeah so i didn't really have a choice i think the season actually opened on a friday um i think october 1st was a friday and so i drove down the service was like at four or something and thursday night yeah thursday night and so i drove down and got there uh, probably around um, 10, 11, midnight, somewhere in there. And I just drove straight to the bottom of the road where we were going to drive up and start glassing that day. And I like just threw the sleeping bag in the back of the truck and slept in my truck. And uh, my buddy was going to come out and meet me the next day. And uh, so, yeah, it was kind of funny. I drove down um, and like – right before I dropped into the watershed where my tag was, I had a bull jump out on the road in front of me in the dark that night in the dark. Oh, yeah. No like kidding. at like probably 10 o'clock at night at almost the top of the pass. Wow. I'm coming around the corner and I just saw over the guardrail. I saw the ass of an elk just slip down and I was like, Ooh, that mm-hmm. well, that's like a little cow. And all of a sudden this, you know, not a big bull, but a six point yeah. jump down off the, off the um inside of the road on the inside of the bend and like looked at me <laughs> in the windshield and then just ran across and jumped over the guardrail and this, you're the headed to your camping spot for the oh night. yeah it's probably like i was probably like 25 minutes from the campsite well that's got from the camping spot the, that's got to get you excited well the elk herd randall was coming in so they're all starting to migrate the, out yeah like, this yeah, guy like, is we gotta gonna, get away from this guy oh yeah it damn was, orangutan on his t-shirt we don't know what he's gonna do it was a good good vibe good vibe so uh, what elevation are you at in idaho here uh, God, probably between six and eight, five or nine. And just a lot of timbered, steep mountain stuff. How rugged was it? How remote was it? How not, accessible was your district? Uh, not remote. Um, like 10 minutes from my parents' house. Not, this is a uh, gentleman's <laughs> time. Um, yeah, not, not remote. Um, there's a lot of like roadless country. Mm-hmm. So, um, had we hunted more, we would have done a lot more hiking. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, steep country, um, 
September and then a lot of big open faces. You know, there's a lot. It's good country for glassing. And, um, yeah, you know, early October in the mountains, like the aspens were all popping. Oh, beautiful. Just, and I think that night that I slept in the back of the truck, it got down to like 15 or 20. So oh, it was like. Love oh, those temps. Yeah, it was really um, ideal conditions. So let's back up a little bit. What, uh, if we didn't say already, these are two rifle tags you had. Yes. What gun were you shooting last fall? Uh, I was shooting a uh, semi-custom Remington 700 that I call Bear Meat Sandwiches. Yep, I'm familiar. It's a 300 Win Mag, um, and it's got a heart barrel on it, and kind of the only thing original to it is the action. But, yeah, it's I've killed every – there are two does – in Montana that I killed with another rifle. Both of those. Was one of those with me? Both of those were with you. Both of, I remember. And then since then, every single other animal I've killed in Montana has been with this rifle let's, in one form or let's another. Let's just tell one of those doe stories really quickly because it's, it's great. Uh, <laughs> we jumped a doe out of a river bottom, and you quickly got, as I remember, you quickly got on your rifle, and this doe was running away, and you're on it. But it's running away, and uh, a couple hundred yards out, it stops really steep, quartering away, and kind of looks back at us. And I remember specifically going, no shot, don't shoot. Boom! And Randall just threads this thing, last rib to front of the shoulder on the opposite side, and this doe just piles up. And I go, glad you didn't listen to me. You, you made that work really well. And that just speaks to your proficiency with, with your rifle. You are a good shot with your rifle. You spend a lot of time with it. And to circle back to an earlier point, it also, I think, indicates that I do indeed have trouble not pulling the trigger. Yeah, there was a deep guttural <laughs> laugh after that doe fall, fell down. Well, actually, I didn't even know that I'd – it just disappeared. Yeah, it as disappeared. Soon as I was shooting a real light 308, and as soon as the – like the barrel dropped and I regained picture of my scope. There's just nothing there. Yeah. Have you ever been to his uh, little man cave down in his basement where he does a little reloading science work? I don't think I have. Dude, I love his reloading room downstairs. You have to walk down there. You have to watch out because you have to keep ducking because I'm way too tall. There's always oh. like posts hanging is out. Is like see water the, dripping you see and the like through the wall? A yeah, there in is. The corner. Yeah. Like it's like dug out Yeah, those Montana basements. Yeah, there's like the, uh, half the basement floor is dirt. <laughs> half looks of like the bullets I'm loading down there are illegal. <laughs> Small bomb building factory in your basement. Uh, let's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll leave it there. Yeah, there could be agents listening to this. So only joking. Uh, Everything there is fully within. That rifle you're shooting, as I remember, the thing weighs like 45 pounds. I remember it being <laughs> a very big, it's heavy like 15, gun. It's like 15 pounds, probably. It's a heavy bit. gun. Yeah. Which, it's got a it's got a, a 28 inch Sendero contour barrel. Yeah. Which adds a lot of weight. Okay, so you're set up, you got your rifle, you get into your district, you come in the night before, a bull runs across the road. Uh, there's only 15 tags, you said. Are, are you feeling pressure from these other tag holders? Are you feeling pressure to get a bull the first day? You're going you're gonna to no. miss up? No pressure, okay. No pressure. I, um, I was planning on taking, like, the next two weeks off, and I had, like, three different tents, and different I was basically set up to do whatever I wanted for the next kind of two weeks. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So you, I didn't, were, I was uh, just kind of looking to enjoy the whole thing. I was like, I'm just going to, you know, backpack in a couple nights, maybe like glass from roads a couple nights and just kind of do what 
Like, go where the hunt took us. Yeah, that's a great way to approach a tag like that. Not everybody gets the the freedom to kind of to have it like that. And I know some people get real – when they get a premier tag, they get real stressed out and have a lot of – put a lot of pressure on themselves that I got this great tag. I got to put it on a worthy bull for the district or, and they're, they're worried about the other hunters messing things up for them. But sounds like you went into it uh, pretty cool, calm, and collected. Yeah, this was um, not a hunt I, like, dreamed about or anything. I mean, like, I always thought it would be cool to have this tag and hunt there, but it was not anything that I thought much about until I actually had the tag. And you had only drawn it two months, pri- two months prior. Like That's five weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was kind of funny. It was like five weeks. Um, and Pretty surreal to like be I out said, there I, it. Like I said, I drew it, and I, like, talked to a couple people that night, and, like, the next week people were archery hunting in that unit. So, <laughs> and like, you're getting good updates from guys be like, oh, yeah. man, you I was lucky getting, son of a gun. I was getting updates. Like, I'd get texts like, you know, got in on two cows tonight or, like, you know, saw a bull. Not, not big, but it looks like there are more elk back in there. And so – yeah, it was kind of funny. It just like, it was like I got a ticket to a, a show or something like that. Yeah, so that you weren't like, expecting yeah, to have. All of a sudden, yeah. you're front row at the concert. I didn't have time to like really, you know, plan that much for it. Um, Which is probably a good thing in a way because oh, yeah, you're, not too, you're not gonna get too hyped up over analyzing like, things, start and yeah, over researching I mean, it, and diving into stuff we, you don't need to. Yeah, we went down there. We went down there, um, maybe Labor Day weekend or the following weekend, and just hiked around with the dogs and uh camped out a couple nights just to like get eyes on country that we hadn't yet from the you know a lot of those i guess it was probably before labor day weekend because there are a couple roads that closed down like at right at the end of august for service roads that are closed right at the end of august so they're closed during hunting season and so we you know we were able to like run down there and drive some of these roads just to orient ourselves to this part of the landscape um before the roads closed up but none of that knowledge really contributed at all to our success are there any uh during your hunt was there a cow hunt or any general deer hunting going on or was it uh i don't think so okay i don't think so sometimes people draw a premier tag and then all of a sudden they're run over with people looking for a spike bull or something like that we saw one we saw one hunter um while we were glassing opening morning and that was it nice all right so you see a bull that night you sleep in your truck you meet up with your buddies the next morning yep and where Uh, do we go from there so he drove up the highway and i was i was sleeping in the back of my truck on uh like a little forest service parking lot at the bottom of a an unimproved road going up the mountain and uh the plan was to meet and drive up that road before dark and then glass backwards um like in the direction in which we came so we're looking across the across the valley at the we were kind of driving up the western side of the valley and we're going to look we drove up the eastern side of the valley and we're going to look across to the west and glass a whole bunch of stuff you could see um that was like probably two miles away from us and where are we at in the rut there? Uh, what reports are you getting? Are you are you still in peak rut there in early October? Were things starting to fizzle out, or wh- what was the reports you were getting? Um, I'd, I'd guess with the dates and yeah, the weather, you said that it bulls, would have been I mean, red hot. Yeah, they were they were bugling. Yeah. Um, I 
As a rifle hunter, I don't really know much about the rut. <laughs> so I love Randall. I've never, I've never archery hunted, uh, and so I'm just kind of like, oh, this is rut month, and then what we'll, is that noise? We'll have an opportunity. <laughs> is that a car horn? Yeah, we'll have an opportunity to hunt them after this is all done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they they were bugling, um, and just to kind of um, get right to the point, we're sitting up there parked in the dark and um sitting on folding chairs behind her tailgates and the sun starts coming up and probably within 15 minutes of visibility um i see a little elk colored thing move out into the middle of a tiny little pocket in the timber and how far away are we talk you're on we're, the east so, side of so drainage for, so where he was when i initially spotted him back to where i was is two and a half miles okay so ways out there yeah, ways out there. So he's two and a half miles as the crow flies, and I spotted him in my binos. And, you know, it was one of those things where you really couldn't tell. You know, the color looked like a bull. Potato chip. Yeah, and. That light, that yellow, that and, blonde. And he's bull yeah, yeah, and I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, oh, here's the first elk of the trip. Yeah, he's, you know, looks like it could be a bull. And maybe after looking at him for about, 10 20 seconds whatever um i see like two big white flashes a couple feet above his head it's my ivory tips and i'm like oh shit that's a big like, elk that's a big elk like all i could see um i think i was in my binos at the time or maybe i was in the spotter but i mean once once you got in the spotter you could kind of depending on how the light was you could see his frame you couldn't really see much more than that at that distance but that initial spot of just like these two white dots floating above his head. I was like sold. Yeah. I was like, that's a bull. That's a bull that I think we should try to kill. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's tough because that's it's your first morning. It's oh, your yeah. first bull. Mm -hmm. And you got to condition yourself. Like I'm, I'm looking at big, I'm, I want to find a big elk. I don't want to oversell something. Yeah. And so we were, so we watched him and he moved, from out of that pocket, he moved into the timber, and then um, there are a couple other elk with him. So he's got a, a harem of cows with him. Yeah, and then they moved out onto this more open face that's kind of like a little bowl with a rocky um, top to it. And it's down, maybe halfway down the mountain um, on a big prominent ridge. And so they move out into this open, and then we're sitting there, and we have – I don't know, probably five minutes to watch him feed. And this is your first full look at him yeah. out in the wide open. Yeah. And, but you know, it's still like the light is such that you really can't, you know, you could tell he's a big mature elk and you can kind of get a sense of the size of the frame, but you couldn't, you know, we weren't counting points or like estimating the size or anything, but we could see him bugling. Like you could see yeah, him tipping his, tip his head and, you know, they were kind of feeding and he was, you know, feeding with them, but also sort of keeping an eye on them. Working the, working the group. And so we like just were talking and taking video and taking photos and then zooming in on the photos to try to see if we can get a better sense of um, what he looks like. And, um, and I'd kind of like said, I think that's an elk that we should try to kill or at least get in and make a decision but it's worth definitely getting at, closer at, at to this two and thing. a half miles out yeah it's definitely worth getting close to this thing and i said you know 
I had my phone actually rolling on my phone scope and I, I said like, you know, unless something just walks out in front of us and like shows itself, I think that's the plan for today is to go. Yep. And as soon as I said that, I thought like, shit, I haven't really looked around us in a little bit. And we're like up on this hillside in a big opening, but there's a couple draws and some rolling um, hills below us and some aspens. And you've as, had tunnel vision on this. As bull soon as morning, I said, yeah. yeah, as soon as I said that, I like, I kind of scan right in front of us below where we're watching and the cow comes over this ridge at like 200, 250 yards and then another cow, another cow. And then all of a sudden there's six cows like going down the face and then a bull comes up behind him and he's not like a giant bull, but he's a six point and bigger than anything I'd killed. And, and we're like, well, let's just go. And they, they went into these aspirins and ducked down to this little grove. And I, um, we're like, let's go just get a look at him and, yeah, chase him and, decision to make. and like that's that'll be a fun like first morning oh, is like yeah. get in on a bull yeah. with his cows and and then like we can make a decision so we we ended up like kind of running after him and um we actually never relocated him they went into some kind of thick stuff that was broken up into different pockets and we never relocated him but we probably only got a quarter mile or halfway half mile away from the truck we're like, let's go back to the truck and take a, take another look at that bull. And we come back and sit down. And so all you those, went after all the those, smaller. You didn't yeah, want yeah. to go get in on the smaller bull. Like, hey, he's two hundred yards away. Let's yeah. let's go play the game yeah, and they, act like elk they all dumped. Here. Yeah, they all dumped like right into these trees. And we're like, oh, this will be a good like first morning For warm sure. up. Like, get a look at a bull. You know, get that first experience of passing on an elk that's yeah. not big enough. Which, and we're kind of like, yeah, which let's perhaps do this. you've never done before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I've never passed a legal bull. Um, and but anyway we we kind of like roll back up to the truck after maybe this little 20 30 minute detour and the elk we're watching that morning are gone the you big know, boy the, at two the, miles the, out yeah, you yeah, cannot he's, relocate he's him. gone and like there's no sign of him and we're just like all right uh, you know we'll sit here and so we we glassed for a little while more we spotted some more cows over on this mountain that the big guy was on but we never saw him or the cows he was with again. All these other elk were on like much higher up. And so uh, my buddy had to run back to town um, to like send some emails or something. So like maybe around. You should send those emails before you yeah, go really before, on a, yeah. on a premier elk hunt. Yeah. Like well, I was pulling him away in the middle of a work week. And uh, so this is a Friday. Yeah, this, okay. is a, this is a Friday. It's the season open on Friday. Okay. Yeah, so this is a Friday. So he's still like, you know, I I don't expect people to take vacation time on my account. Well, um, so we it, so he's like, I got to run back, and uh, it actually worked out in our favor because he was able to get sandwiches. Oh wow! Um, what kind of sandwiches are we talking about? Uh, just some like ham and cheese, you know, like a nice deli mm. sandwich. We talking about dirty gas station ones or actually no, legit no, ones? like a legit a proper, um, yeah, like a legit. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you still have to throw away the tomato because tomatoes don't have any flavor. But yeah, other than that, like every other, there. every other ingredient was primo. Um, so now you're rolling into you're, – you're out of your morning hunt. Your buddy is gone, yeah. left, and come back. And so I said, I said, you know, you go do whatever you have to do. I'm going to sit here and just see if I can catch that bull again moving. Um, this mountain has a couple different ridges coming off the front that we're looking at, and they're all, you know, pretty steep – and and but you know the the ridges between them are all pretty steep mm -hmm. so there's a bunch of different like draws or you know and um 
I'm like, see if I can catch him moving between those. Yeah, because probably tucked and they're, in somewhere. They're all timbered in the bottom, you know, and and um, and so I said, I'll watch this for like two hours or however long it takes. You come back, and then I said, after after you get back, let's go hike over there and just try to come up with a plan, and see what we can do. So I sit there and watch this face never see the bull again, um, and he's kind of on the southern most ridge of this mountain and so when my buddy gets back we decide there's a long like switchbacky closed forest service road that goes up the north side of the mountain and so the decision was we we're going to go all the way to the top and then go down sort of the southern ridge and then when we get to the bowl where he was we're going to break off and kind of circle that bowl and see if we can spot him down where we think he he moved based on the, the sort of the general direction they're going in the morning. At this point, uh, had your hunting partner said, Hey, I think that is that big bull I got on no. in archery season. No. Okay. You, so you're still, we, just didn't, like, Man, we, we didn't have a good enough, right. Yeah. We didn't have a good enough, um, view of him at that point. We just knew it was like a bull that, I mean, I, I saw those antler tips and I was just like, I, I'm probably gonna kill this. Bull. Sold, yeah. Like if that, if that if that guy gives me a shot, I'll be honest, no we, way. We talked about how to just you know the, really take advantage of this opportunity. I saw those antler tips like floating there above his head, you mm -hmm. know, and they're kind of like I mean they're like candles, sort of in these. It's like dark timber. The sun's coming up, and it looks like he has textbook like, ivory tips. Two candles like on top of the Christmas tree, yep. just kind of floating around in there. Candles in the wind. Love to see yeah, it. Yeah, love to Man, see it. I remember where I was when I good time heard that song. And so. Do you execute that uh, that hike? You're kind of going in blind over yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. So, we were, so we're basically going in blind, and we decided to just, like, take the longest way away from him and then come down and try to get on top of him. And so we ended up climbing. Um, we climbed, like, I think a little over 2,000 feet and then got to the top and worked down this ridge. And it all just looks good, you know, like, we're looking into all these little bowls and, and looking down um, like the sides of ridges that it's like, everything looks like an elk could just step out there, but mm -hmm. we're obviously still a good ways away. Um, and it's, you know, a couple hours we work down and we get above the drainage that we think he moved into. And at this point we've been hiking for probably three hours three and a half hours um and we'd been stopping and glassing so we hadn't been hiking constantly but you know we're getting i was glad to hear you, you're grinding it out a little bit because the story started with the tailgates and chairs and oh yeah uh, no just big bulls from the truck and sandwiches from town yeah we i mean it was a full like it was a full day you went um, and got after it yeah yeah so we i mean we just like loaded up the packs two thousand feet up as fast as we could and then that's a pool. down this ridge. Um, and when we got above this basin where we thought he was, um, my buddy is doing a little bugling. And we're sitting down. We'd been working through this little burn, and it's got all this, like, matchstick deadfall. And we're kind of, love it, you know, mm -hmm. swinging hips and lifting boots above our waist and that kind of, like, a awkward, terrible thing. And so we sit down for a minute to, like, drink some water, and he – does a couple little bugles and I didn't even really hear the response, but all of a sudden he looks at me. He's like, 
Did you hear we, that? We got one. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, oh, shit, you know, like. I fell asleep. That's great. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, yeah, I mean, he, it was basically like a real lazy. He's like, it sounded like a bull in its bed doing like a super lazy, like feeling compelled to bugle back, but mm-hmm. not actually having anything behind it. He's like, it was just like pretty quiet. And so we thought to ourselves, well, this is like a good, you know, it could very well be him just given where it came from. It's like he was feeding up in this, uh, on this little face. And we thought that in most likely they'd crossed the little rocky top and drop down. And there's like timber and a Creek bottom on the other side. And so we thought they'd move down there. So anyway, after that, we keep rolling down the Ridge. Um, it kind of splits off to create the bowl where we first saw him in the morning. And, uh, we kind of creep over that, you know, just thinking like we're in the, we're in the zone now. And there's like four muley bucks that we run into. Awesome. Like as soon as we cross this little like rocky um, ledge, there's four bucks at like 30 yards and they have no idea we're there. We're just feeding and like they're feeding. We're not feeding. The sandwich was gone at that point. The sandwich <laughs> is gone at that point. What kind of bucks are we talking about? Uh, you know, nothing special, but like, just mountain bucks like cool they they all kind of had like funky antler configurations hmm. and it's just like four bucks in a row feeding and we were close so and cool. they had no idea we we're there so we're sitting there and kind of like taking pictures of their phones and um kind of like oh shit if this is like the coolest thing that happens today like yeah this made the hike all worth it you yeah. know and um anyway at some point we're like we should just bust these out and they're like right between where we are and where we want to get about 50 yards away. So are you worried they're going to run towards the elk or are you thinking you can bust them? You know, that didn't really cross my mind. Um, just enjoying I'm not the, gonna, uh, the, yeah. the scenery so much. I, I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people that might have thought about that. <laughs> I'm we, the guy who's like, which way can I bust them? So they we were going to give right away. We were going to give them a soft push. Soft yep. push. Okay. A soft push. I mean, we thought that. So the. So, anyways, I, I started be- blasting. Yeah. I can't believe you do that. It's just a regal animal. Try to you know push them around. Those mule deer, you know, they're just special. He's got a. Oh no, no. Um, we were focused on the elk. <laughs> okay, I okay. I actually almost just didn't even Blank. pay any attention. Just walked right through them. Um, well, was there any point where you uh, were kicking yourself for entertaining that smaller bull and losing sight of oh the yeah big the boy. whole time we're uh, the whole like, what, like, were, what were we doing we had the big after boy. we got to the top of the mountain and we're working down and we're just not really seeing anything and not getting any responses to bugles we're thinking you know why did we take our eyes off like him? that's a great that's a great lesson when you're looking at something that you think you want to kill don't take your eyes off of it watch it till it gets where it's going yeah um and but you know we were literally telling ourselves we were hiking down like we have two weeks it's the first day for sure. Yeah. If this whole hike is just like a, a goose egg and like whatever, like it's day one, it's been a real pretty day, like stretched our legs, worked hard. We can feel good about this and we'll get to the truck and then just start again tomorrow. And we're like, at least we know there's a bull on the mountain that we want to kill. So we had definitely been thinking that we might've already um, screwed this all up, but yeah, we, <laughs> we, um, like I said, we kind of just sort of like waved at the deer and like one of them saw us and, you know, did a little soft, like couple hops away and turned around and then the rest of them don't really know what he's doing. So they follow him and they're, they just kind of like roll off to the right 
and we want to get to this little gap in the trees off to our left where we're pretty certain and th this is actually the gap that we thought he had moved through to go down the other side that bull that morning so we're like if we get to that little gap that's probably our best view of the whole drainage um where we heard that bugle a little while ago and we'll be able to um kind of sit there for the rest of the afternoon and see if we can catch something moving um so we get to that spot so y'all only heard one bugle yeah just like this little there. faint lazy little thing and yeah. uh, like from maybe he's bedded and just gave that, a yeah. kind of a pathetic response to you totally and so um so we get over to that little gap in the trees and uh we immediately see this bull and he's just standing out in the open no <laughs> way oh gosh yeah it's, are, it's the big boy it's the big boy and, and how far away is he's he? magnificent um I was trying to remember on the way over here. I think it was like 580. I okay. think it was like 560 or 580. That's um, far for a guy like me. So, I mean. Yeah, no, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a long shot. Like, it's a shot that you don't take. Um, unless condition, all your uh, yeah, all the variables you, are in your like favor. Like, you know everything. And, and, and also, like, um, you don't sort of just carelessly start sending bullets at 580. So, we, so we saw him. He's standing out. In an opening. Out in the wide open. And he's facing um, straight towards us. Does he see you? No, no. not at all. Um, and his cows are out there, too. And How many cows is he with? I think he had four cows with him. Okay, not a big group. No, no. Um, and so we're, like, sitting – you know, we're looking at the – we're looking at him through binoculars and just, like, holy shit. Like Found this him. Is, yeah, I'm yeah. going to – like, this is the bull we kill. And this – the hill that we're on, like – going down towards him is pretty damn steep. Like it's the kind of steep that when you pull shit out of your backpack, it rolls down the hill. Okay. Good trundle. Yeah. yeah and, and it, there's like some down timber and like, there's not really a great option for, you know, it's not like there's, it's not like there's a little like rolly hill between us and him. And we can like work down to him. Maybe it's just straight down to the Creek bottom. So you're trying to think about like, where can I set up to shoot right now? Or? Yeah, totally. Um, and so we're watching him and I get out my tripod and I get set up, um, seated, um, with the tripod under the front of the gun. And then I have my backpack under my shoulder and the butt of the gun is on the backpack. And well, the, I mean, the funny thing was, is like <clears throat> my buddy's in, like a big archery hunter. And as soon as we see this bull and I like range him at 580, he's like, can you shoot him with a rifle this far? Okay. <laughs> he has no idea. He's like, yeah. he was like, what's a rifle range? So uh, where are we at here, Randall? <laughs> he was like, he's like, okay, how far do we need to get in? And I'm like, I'm just, I can shoot him from here. I think let's, we can yeah. make let's this work. From here. And, what, time, uh, what time in the afternoon is it now? Uh, it's probably like 5.30. Okay, so this is, the whole day has transpired. Yeah, He's yeah. up for an so afternoon we, feed. and. So I, we hiked, I looked at it the other day, um, in preparation for this very conversation. I appreciate you but doing your We hiked. Homework. We probably hiked about five miles to get to where we were when we shot him. And we'd gone up 2,000 feet and then back down 1,000 feet. Okay. And then I shot him, um, like I said, I, he's like, I think it was 560. And You got any wind? You got any sunshine no, in your eyes? No Everything wind. feels like, good. Yeah, it's. Gr I mean, perfect conditions and set up solid. And he's just like – there's absolutely no shot because he's just facing directly at us. 
So he's not moving. He's not milling around no, or working not, the cows. He's, he's not moving at all. And so I'm sitting there like on my tripod and looking at him through the scope. And we're having this extended conversation. We're like, yeah, this is, this is a great bull. Really happy with this. I'm glad this has worked out. You know, like, and, yep. and he's like, no question. And I, I want like, to put my tag and, on. And this we're bull. just like, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, obviously not. I, I say that as if we were very, I mean, at that point I was still just like, holy shit, like this is happening. Why is this biggest bull you've ever had in your yeah, crosshairs? Here? Why is this bull here? Why, how did I get here? What? <laughs> very um, surreal. Yeah, no, it was totally surreal, surreal. And, I mean, I had several minutes to just sit there with the crosshairs on him and get frontal, super calm. Yeah, That's just really super great. calm. And but you, you, I know you. You do get excited, and I have to believe that you were. Pretty, oh, I was pretty very, rattled. I was very excited. Yeah. I was very excited, and he was super. I mean, the other thing about this shot is that he was super. Um, it was a steep angle. It was a steep angle, so he was several hundred feet below us. Okay, and. So I was shooting probably 20 to 30 degrees downhill. Um, And so, I mean, that's one thing that I've, you know, in in recent years, I've been a lot more cognizant of shot angle and especially on a big wide animal like that, what, where the bullet's going in and where it's coming out. You know, it's not like you just hold on the same spot where you would if If you're right in line with them. them, Yeah. Um, Because if you send it like, Right behind that shoulder, you're basically going to get half that front rib and maybe a lung, and then the bullet's going to go out at sternum. So anyway, I was like, I had a lot of time to think about where I wanted the shot to go. And so talk me through that. He's facing you. He's way down below you. I mean, I'm waiting for him to turn broadside. You're, you're waiting so, for him to turn. Okay. So ultimately, he turns like perfectly broadside and then just sits there. Oh. And. And I'm just like, oh, well, I guess this is, you know, I was waiting. I guess I was shooting. I was waiting for him to, like, just sprint up the hill and out of my life forever. But the hope was that he would turn broadside, and he did. And so I was I was holding um, I was holding real high on him. And I pulled the trigger the first time, and I saw that impact right above his shoulder. And I just, like, kicked up dirt behind him. And I was like, okay, I'm just a little high. Did you miss him or you hit him? I missed him on that first you one. You missed him on the first and, shot. And part, you know, I don't know. I, I'm also the kind of person I'm like, maybe that first shot was nerves. Yeah. Um, whatever. But I I was holding very high because I was worried. Angle, yeah. I was just super worried about getting a bullet in him. But not, blowing out of sternum. But, but not getting enough of him to to kill him, right? And so the second shot – I like I immediately chamber another round and then I shoot and he just does not move. And, and I, 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 I said, spotter giving you information. Oh yeah. The first one. I, miss. I, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, he, I saw it. I mean, the nice thing about that really heavy rifle is you can see everywhere. Sure. Everywhere mm-hmm. your bullet hit. So I saw that first one and I'm just like, Oh God, what did the bull do? Did he, per, did he perk his head? Yeah, up? He kind of perked he, his he head like, up and heck? he stood there and then I pulled the trigger again and he just, stood there nothing and i said to i said he so my spotter yelled he's hit and i didn't see a single flinch mm-hmm. and i watched the whole time and i said i said is he hit and he he said yeah you just hit him dead i mean i hit him exactly where i wanted to 
And then he's like, shoot him again. And I chambered another round and shot him. And that one um, hit right between the first two and got like the top of his ribs and spine. So I shot, I shot one that was like squarely through heart, lungs, yep. everything. Like when we went down and skinned him out, I was like, oh man, I, that one was I couldn't have shot that first, or the, that first hit. The first shot I could have shot better. The second one was perfect. Could have been per- and then the third one was just a bit higher so that fragments and whatever else spine got shook his him. spine. So, he, so on, the, on the third one, he just dropped. Yeah. Oh, man. And, um, and you were still off the tripod with the backpack yeah. on the guns. You're super solid. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Position. Yeah. And he just dumps. Yeah, just, I mean, just flat onto his belly immediately and then on his back and kicking and down. Did he like, roll? Did he roll too far? He went down the hill, yeah, but not still in the meadow that you shot. Yeah, we lost sight of him, but that's where he, yeah, that's where he was. And so um yeah, I mean it's one of those things uh, can't I, believe I that just it like, just okay, happened. Okay, that's day First 1. Day, yeah. I think I sent you Yeah, you texted me when you were on him and then you texted me when you Yeah. Yeah, I, I sent I sent Sid an inreach and um Yeah, it was just like okay that i can't believe that you worked. pinch yourself i yeah. mean that's like it was a one-day hunt and so it wasn't like we worked and worked and worked but we had the full roller coaster of emotions we had like as a long as a big day we had the full yeah it was a full day and and you know by the time we got down to him and um cut him up and my buddy's girlfriend uh he sent her the waypoints she hiked in with the dogs and like at- at like midnight. Yeah, in, well, not quite at midnight, but in the dark. Yeah. So you got to the bull, you know, before dark. Oh, straight down the hill and up the hill, yeah. Yeah, okay. And so, so we got to the bull, I think around like 7, 7.30. And it's just a beautiful evening in Oh, it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. So we sat there and ate a snack and like took some photos and um, and so kind of – Describe them you know, to me. Is he a six-point? Yeah, he's a six-point um, – and he has like really big fourths. Yep, and that's what you saw right away. And that really, morning. yeah, this is really big fourths and um, pretty big thirds as well. And it was funny because like everybody that I talked to was like, "Yeah, it's just you're not gonna for whatever reason like bulls in this unit, you're not gonna find one with huge thirds and huge fourths." Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of funny, like you know. I I think like that's the kind of bull that really catches my eye. But everybody was saying you're not going to see this, and you know obviously I had I didn't hand choose this one, but it was just sort of funny how it worked out. Like everybody was like, huh, yeah, I guess they do have. I guess there are some uh, yeah bulls with huh. big threes and fours. But anyway, super cool bull. Um, big he, mature he's not, bull. Yeah, he's not broken off or anything, um, and big fronts. But I think like the fourths are like the most distinguished part of him and um, it's you know not every bull gets those those glowing white ivory tips yeah some yeah. of them have more pronounced ivory tips than others sounds like this one oh yeah and i was just gorgeous like, one couldn't be happier with how it turned out and the whole day it was like a roller coaster of emotions we worked hard we um you know we got like the beautiful sunrise like sitting behind the glass that you always want we got um we got like the lazy coffee drinking that you want we got um, it's a perfect day oh, yeah, it was, it was of like, all the days you suffer yeah and don't see anything. and also it was like the first you know spotting him the first time yeah. like 
it well, always, I, you know, it's one of those things you want to spot. You want to be the first one to spot the animal that you sure. kill. Like, uh, and we made some mistakes and yeah. we talked about what we learned from them. And then we just shot the big bull that we were after the whole time on the first day. Just really so, came together. A plus. Perfectly. Yeah. A plus. Did um, you put a tape on him? Has anybody yeah, guessed we, an accurate we, score on We him? did. He's like, we, we kind of rough scored him at like 320. Okay. You know, like 320, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. Um, Beautiful. And if I had like the sheet of measurements or whatever, I could tell you what the, but I, I want to say those Royals those, are. Yeah. I want to say they're like 16, 17, something like good that. Bull. Is that, is that a good, I would imagine they're bigger than that. Yeah. They might be bigger than that. Yeah. Maybe they are. Yeah. Maybe they're, I'll say they're 24. Yeah. How about just, that? just throw out whatever yeah. you want. I was just, looking at the photo a little, bit, a little bit earlier that Randall texted me once he got back into yeah. service, and I was I was blown away when he sent me that photo. I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah me as well, uh, especially coming from this guy. Yeah. You know, I Randall kills tons of stuff, so it's no surprise getting a picture of Randall with a dead animal. But this was it, oh, it was, a magnificent, big, gorgeous bull. Yeah, it was with, just – I mean, it was one of those things you're like, oh, man, I can't believe this happened. I, I was not sitting there like – worked so hard for this i right I, I like i was just like man that was a really special thing i'm a lucky guy yeah no Sweet. doubt <laughs> so what was your pack out like that night um so we got them all out in one trip um and we were going basically straight downhill um i want to say the pack out was probably like a mile mile and a half and maybe six seven hundred feet down so the first half of it or maybe the first two-thirds of it were straight down the nose of this ridge stepping over deadfall mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff and then the last and then we hopped a creek and then got into a it was funny we're like you know there's an old two track that follows the creek down to the bottom once we get on that we'll be smooth sailing sure. but that two track was just so fucked up I fell like four times on the, <laughs> I mean, I, I felt going down the hill um, just cause I was getting the, the antlers caught up and yeah, it's a good feeling though. Is the animal so big, you know, I just get, I get spun around and, and end up, and then the other, yeah, you thing, don't even care. You, you just know, laugh and love it. Well, and then the other thing is like the geometry of that rack and the, the grade of the hill was such oh, yeah. that I couldn't get up without, <laughs> take, without taking just my stuck. pack off. Yeah. I, and, and I, I would like, I was always, you know, I was always, in third place um and i think they just hear like ah and that would be me be like well we gotta and go pick randall <laughs> yeah, up yeah, yeah. <laughs> i had a some i was packing out a caribou once and tumbled into a patch of alders and uh wrapped a broke a trekking pole around my torso which was really scary because when i kind of came to a stop there was a jagged piece of aluminum right next to my chest oh, yeah. and I, I was stuck i was in i was alone on that and i was legitimately stuck upside down with an 80, 100-pound backpack on, mm -hmm. tangled up in the alders, and uh, literally like had to, it was like getting out of a car crash or something. I oh, like, yeah. had to unclip out of the backpack. Totally. Climb out of the alders and then figure out how I was going to fish my backpack out of it. So I'm familiar with the, the feeling. Yeah, and I, I mean, it was just, I was out of gas at that point and just like kind of, doing the little shuffle and the little like my mouth is dry <laughs> hungry and uh could really go for another sandwich right i was now. in a lot yeah i was in a lot worse shape than um, my buddy and his girlfriend and when we got down hopped the creek and got on this two track 
they're just like, oh, great. And motor ahead. <laughs> and I'm like, great. And I start to speed up. And then all of a sudden, my toe catches this giant clod of dirt. And I'm just flat <laughs> down on my face. And I think there are probably – I think I – yeah, I I fell quite a few times. Now. I f- fell a lot. I, that seems to be a recurring theme with me in packing out bowls. Yeah, I just, good memories. I yeah, fall man. a lot. Um, but we got to the road um, and then got the truck and threw him in the truck and uh, went wedged back. Wedged him in the truck. Wedged him in the truck. Yeah, we couldn't close. I had like a little set of drawers that I built in the back of my truck, and I, I actually couldn't get – um, because of those big fourths, yeah. I couldn't get the rack. Love it. Over the like through the tailgate, I couldn't right. close all the stuff. So we just raft strapped him on, and it's uh, a sign of a good bull. Uh, absolutely, yeah. if they don't fit in the truck. You did something right. Yeah, yeah. and um, well, so short, we went back short to, and sweet. Yeah, we went back to their house and had like meat and cheese and pasta and. Uh, and it was yeah, lovely. That, that is an elk hunt. I think yeah, all of us one. can dream of. That I'm, you know, of all the days you suffer out elk hunting, you dream of it going right like that. Yeah, and, and then S- Sydney drove down the next day to come check him out and spend the weekend down with her parents. And it's yeah. your birthday. Yeah, and so on my birthday we went out and started. Oh walk- no, kidding! It's like we, two days. Yeah, birthday. we walked around the neighborhood, and that was a rut fest. Mm-hmm. Right we, there in your parents' neighborhood. We huh? got. We oh, had like s- we had six bulls all around us. Like bugling from like both sides the of the road. Oh, that's yeah. so yeah. funny! And there's, yeah, they're like chasing cows through people's backyards. <laughs> and like, I mean, so you know, in hindsight, when you initially asked me that question, I should have said yes, absolutely, they're running because that was probably one of the craziest oh, bugling yeah. experiences. Oh, it's so I've cool to see. Of. And there's just like warm puddles of piss on the road. You know, <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's like you're like, care. yeah, it just smells like bulls. That all is around too here. cool. So that was, yeah, that was Idaho. So that sounds like you uh, put that tag to good use, had a hell of an adventure, and that's the biggest bull of your life yes. to, to that moment there. Yes. So uh, you got some time off, and you regrouped, and you got to come back to your home state of Montana and go on another epic elk hunt. I did. So how did that one start out? So that that tag is way out in the eastern part of the state, and um, – so I was meeting up with my buddy, and uh, we were going to take his boat and set up a boat camp and cool. hunt out of there. I've never done that. It's really fun. In an area he's really – I've hunted f- bears out of a boat, but uh, that's it. I need to do that. I'm going to do You're going to do that. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, I I drove out there. I think, I think it was opening day I drove out, and uh, I actually met up with Adam – your brother, my brother, who was uh, antelope and deer hunting out there, and uh, he had just shot an antelope that morning, and I met up with him, and then we uh, we were gonna just hang out. And we thought, oh, let's just go see if we can find a buck for you, and he ended up shooting a buck that night too. Yeah, and then yeah, we one uh, day, yeah, and then we drank some beers, and uh, the next morning I met up with my buddy and um, loaded up his boat and went and that night we um we set up camp and went for like a short hike um we camped on the bottom we kind of hiked up to the flat and uh some of that breaky country overlooking like a big long draw and um saw a couple deer and then right at last light we saw elk moving across 
again, I mean, these, they were probably three or four miles away, but, um, we could tell it was a bull and some cows and we couldn't really tell anything about them. Um, but it was like, Oh, th- so there's, there's a bull, bull over the there. Yeah. 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 Um, and this is late rut now you're, you're, uh, yeah, so in this, Montana this last general week of October. Yep. And, um, so the next morning we, I mean, the other thing I'll say about this hunt is that, uh, because we had a boat and we we're setting up like basically a truck camp. I, uh, I bought a lot of food <laughs> that I could. So I went to Panda Express. Yes. And I bought two large Kung Pao chickens and two large lo mein chickens. Why not? You know, and I cut like a vac seal bag about 16 inches long. And I just dumped all this Chinese food oh in there. Oh, my god! Sealed it, froze it, threw it in the cooler. So we had, we had, uh, that night actually we had, we had brats and sauerkraut and like all the good stuff. But. I mean, th- when we went back to the tent every night, that was almost the highlight because we were just taking like a bag you of frozen feast. Chinese food, <laughs> throwing it in a pot of boiling water, and then 10 minutes later, just like... Hot, fresh. Welcome oh to Panda God. Express yeah. right here in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, about 3,000 calories. Sounds yeah. Like, sounds like everyone needs to hunt with Randall. Yeah. I, like I, I, both of these hunts are starting to sound really, really uh, enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the hunts where you can take all the food you want, I whether just, it's on horses or in a boat, that's a special treat. Oh yeah, out there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So the next morning we hiked up um, to sort of a. We were gonna plan this long hike where we thought we'd be able to look down on maybe where those elk had ended up the night before. So we kind of took off in the opposite direction as we had from the first night. Did this big long meandering hike to a couple high points, um, and didn't see the elk. Didn't see. Uh, didn't see we saw some antelope um and kind of mid-morning we were having a snack and just made some coffee and i spotted a buck um that was bedded down on like a big tall point um a couple miles away and you're in a general deer area yeah so you're able to hunt a deer and an elk yeah and and you know i've i've killed a lot of deer but i haven't killed like giant muleys um and this was a deer i mean it wasn't a giant but it was i I was pretty sure it was a bigger deer than i'd killed before yeah and so i was like let's go i said we're just hiking now let's just kind of move in on this guy see if we can get close and then make a decision about whether or not i want to shoot him my buddy's a lot more selective than i am again there are themes in all this but um (laughs) so we drop we kind of loop around and then we can see on the satellite imagery if we like loop around then we can get in this cut and follow the cut all the way in and pop out at like i think that was at like 350 or something like that so anyway um we hop in this cut we're working down there and um we ended up bumping like a couple smaller bucks on the way so i did pass on a couple Mm. bucks yeah a big year um i know I, and not that I could, my rifle was strapped to my backpack, but it was kind of fun <laughs> to be like, yeah, we saw, saw about five bucks. Yeah. Let them walk. Yeah. You know? uh, let them, let those. I walk. love hearing that when hunting stories, be like, yeah, past the 300 bulls, past the 300. Be like, did you, did you, you saw him at three miles you, and yeah. went after him. That yeah. was more of the story. Yep. So these, so the, I mean, they were just kind of popping out of this. Sure. Like, and we're, 
you know, you get in the bottom of some of those washouts and you're like, you have to climb halfway up this side to go back down. So we, we just kind of have this like obstacle course along the way. Um, get to the spot where we were hoping to go and we kind of belly crawl up the hill and um, that buck is still in its bed at like 350 and um, my buddy sets up the spotter and I set up my rifle and I had like I had a lot of trouble um, getting in a comfortable place with my rifle just like the um, the sand or the dirt mm. that it was on like I was kind of fiddling around a lot and I'm just like man he's if he's not gonna go now like mm -hmm. and then I see another deer is kind of messing with him a little bit or, or like he's paying attention to a deer that's walking around him like a smaller buck or something and it's pre-rut and and so eventually he's like I I see him and I'm like oh man he's real I need just need to fi figure this out so I just like took another little you know step forward and got set up again on on something that looks a little better and um i shot him at his bed and you did he just didn't get up are, yeah are you concerned at all like through this process like i have this badass elk tag and here i am chasing mule deer no <laughs> opportunistic guy it was a really good looking deer yeah 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 i mean i was out there i wanted to shoot a deer out there yeah. um yeah. and i don't know I, like go for a hike maybe we'll run into a bull along exactly. the way so like, had you seen elk that day no we hadn't seen that, the night before you did yeah we hadn't seen elk that day and at this point we i mean the the deer i killed the deer pretty far from camp i think i killed the deer like i ended up killing him like three and a half or four miles from our camp and so we i shot him in his bed um we quartered him up threw him in our backpacks it was probably like 11 in the morning or something. And it was like, we decided to just hunt back to camp. And instead of just like marching through, we were going to go to a couple different high points along with the way. With this deer on yeah, your back. Yeah, with this deer on our yeah, back. Yeah. So we like, we were like setting up to glass and there's like, you know, three of us on the side of the hill, like <laughs> just like set up with our binoculars. And, um, so we, yeah, we, we glassed on a couple high spots on the way back to camp. And then um, kind of in the last hour of daylight, we split up to glass separate directions and we were going to meet back up on the other side of this. Um, At the Panda Express. Not quite there, but <laughs> that's what we were thinking about the whole time. And um, that'll, that'll keep you moving forward. Yeah. And, yeah. and this was I mean, this is pretty we had a heavy backpack, so it was pretty miserable. We were both carrying a lot of glass and obviously meat. And yep. um, it was kind of a something i won't do again but um <laughs> when we split up i got on this little ridge and i'm i'm watching uh a couple deer and then i spotted a group of cows further down this draw um and so how far out are these elk? um i don't know five six hundred yards okay like that. so just, not too far yeah so i'm just watching these cows yeah and, and it gets dark and um i'm like okay well there's elk in here now so sure. maybe this was sort of the opposite direction that we thought maybe those elk had gone the night before, but they're over here now. So, or at least some were over in that drainage. So we had a couple, at that point we go back to camp and we're like, okay, we have a couple groups of elk moving around in here. And one's maybe oriented more around this 
creek and then one's maybe oriented around this creek and they're moving back and forth or whatever so the third morning we decide to get up on a, a high spot um that looks down at where i'd seen those elk the night before and we're like sitting there in camp drinking coffee and we said actually the, the, so the, <laughs> the night before we'd said man if we wake up it's supposed to rain so we said if we wake up and it's raining let's just sleep in like that sure. was a terrible series of mistakes we made carrying that deer <laughs> taking that i mean taking was, that deer for a walk it was on like yeah it camp. was like four miles three and a half four miles as the crow flies and like you know that country yeah i mean i have no idea how many miles we actually carried them but a lot of ups and downs we got back there pretty late and we're just like if it's raining in the morning we're, we're gonna sleeping. have a lazy morning and just you know take care of ourselves so we get up the next morning it's not raining we're both shit you know, yeah, we, we got to go, we, we go hunting. Right? And so we, you're looking forward to morning. Off. Yeah. And so we get like, we get like 50 yards out of the tent and, um, it starts raining on us. But at that point we had already back. Yeah. It's just like, you're, all right, I guess it. we're hunting in the rain now. And, uh, we, we work all the way up to that spot. We'd planned to hike to, and we split up to look off different sides of it. And I kind of get in this, uh, get under this juniper tree and, I'm like texting or I sent an inreach to Sydney and I was like out again this morning. It's raining. It's pretty miserable, like windy and raining yeah. and cold. Not, <laughs> it was like not having a great was, time right yeah, now. But like still happy I was, to be here. I was just like crunched under this bush as much as I possibly could. And I'm like, Oh man, this is, this maybe we, we made a terrible mistake. again. <laughs> um, and I saw a couple of deer, you know, and, and uh, I couldn't see my buddy, but I saw a couple of deer and, the rain let up and I thought, okay, I've been just looking at what I can see from under this bush. Why don't I like loop around this hill and see if I can meet up <clears throat> with my buddy. And, um, I start walking and you know, you haven't seen any game yet though. No, just deer and <clears throat> rain. And so I'm, I'm kind of circling around and I am looking with my binoculars and all of a sudden I'm, I don't move my binoculars. I'm sort of looking in one direction and a cow runs hmm, through my field of view. Wow. And another cow runs through my field of view. And then a bull runs through my field of view. And in my, are they spooked? No, he's, he's, he's pushing, he's them. pushing them. Yeah. He's kind of, he's kind of doing the trot with the yeah, like, yeah, yeah. head high in the air, you know, and boss so, dog. Yeah. And so I'm like, Ooh, that looks, what that, kind of distance uh, these things at? Uh, I, I don't know. They're probably like, yeah, maybe 600 yards, yeah. something like that, 700 yards. But in my field of view uh, on the one side is a, a drop down into this coulee. And so they're just going across and down and across and down. And so I see him literally run from like the left edge of my glass almost till he's at the right edge. And then he just disappears into this. And you get a good drop. look at him. Yeah. I got good enough to know that like, there's a shooter. I'll bull. probably kill this bull. Okay. Yeah. And, so I found my buddy and I'm like, Hey, I just saw these elk drop into this thing. Um, let's make a move. Yeah. And so we grab our packs, um, hike out sort of past where they dropped in. Um, we maybe like if they were 500 or 600 yards out from us, we hiked about maybe a thousand yards on top and then started working backwards, Back towards them. going over the ridges real slow and just checking 
like each little bit of canyon out. Are you like could. Elmer fudding it, like rifle in hand, expecting to jump these bulls at 100 yards? Yes. Or this bull at 100 yards? I wasn't quite expecting to jump them, but I was expecting to like this all, could of, happen all close of a sudden and have quick. a shot. Yeah. And, um, and so we come over the top of one and we see these three cows um, out feeding and then immediately look and there's the bull is standing there and he's kind of like behind a tree just staring at nothing <laughs> he's got like a tree blocking basically his whole body uh, but you can see his head and his antlers and his neck and um and he's just like he's looking away from them he's just kind of like it was almost like he wanted to like go to bed but he didn't want to leave the cows out or Man, something that like late, that late that late rut you almost feel oh, sorry yeah. for him at that point they're it, just exhausted so it was like he was just being super weird and um but he was not moving an inch so i get down and get set up he's like at 250 or 275 or something and like none that. of them have pegged you yet no none of them have pegged us at all it kind of seems like a theme with him and elk just standing there yeah Man. Yeah, well, I wish they'd done that for the first, you know, five to Seven six years, years of my you Western <laughs> hunting career. But that's what, limited, that's what limited tags will do for yeah. you. Yeah. No, so it was – They mean, stand there longer. It was great, yeah. So he just – you know, he stood there, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay, again, time to set up, real like 250 yards or whatever. And he, so he does. He eventually turns around and faces the cows and takes like a couple steps out. And I, I shot him, and I saw it hit. Broadside shot. Broadside shot, and I, and he, I saw him hit, and he kind of like reacted to it, and I shot him again, and that one was like right next to the other one. Perfect. And then he just starts running down the hill, and I chamber another one and lead him as he's going downhill, and um, that one I saw hit further back, but that one hit, and he just went. Shot him all straight and over, just death charging down yeah, the hill, so, and you got a third so round. So I put in him. three bullets in him, and he he went like antlers into the ground, ass over the antlers. Oh, jeez! And, and you're all by yourself right now, right? No, no, my buddy's oh, with me. He's with me, so he's sitting there, and he's got a cow tag, and um, for this area, and he's never drawn this, he's never drawn this um, permit, but he's hunted it a lot, and like with people who have drawn it, and so he's like, he had said to me a couple months before, he's like, you know, I. I have a cow tag and every year I go out elk hunting and um, I haven't like brought an elk home in the past year or two. Cause I'm hunting with someone with a, with bull, someone tag. With a bull tag. And he's like, so if we see a cow, I'd like to get, I'd it. like to, I'd like to shoot one. Like the first cow we see closest sure. to camp. And, and so this bull goes down and we both stand up on top of the ridge and like high five. And like, <laughs> we're like, wow, you know, and, and, um, and we look back, and the cows are all standing there, just like looking at us. Well, there's your opportunity, and he's like, buddy. He's like, "Hey, uh, do you?" We kind of like thought about where we were. Yeah, and you he, gotta make, you gotta calculate and he, that. And he's like, "He's like, hey, do you mind if I shoot one of those cows?" And I was like, "Oh no, go right ahead. <laughs> that would be wonderful." Yeah. You shoot and he's one like, of these. "He's like, uh, you know, my rifle's laying down there by that bush. Can, can I, I just your gun? Can I just use your rifle?" And I said, oh, yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I like, said, that's a three-round magazine, so you're going to need one. And I pull, like, <laughs> pull around out of my pocket and hand it to him. And the rifle's, like, sitting there set up with the rear rest under the stock. And he gets behind it and, like, throws the round in the chamber, closes the bolt. 
and uh, the cows start walking away. They're still about like, 300 yards? Yeah, like 250. I mean, oh, wow. the, his cow and my bull where they died were less than 50 yards apart. Oh, um, man. And um, so they start just like walking, and then they all stop. And he shoots, and I forget which where the cow was in the order of maybe the last cow. It just drops just straight down. At this point, were you like – was that a smart decision? Now we have two elk down. We've got a lot of work <laughs> yeah, ahead of us yeah. here. Once the adrenaline wears off after that, you Should really we got might a cow a little start well, yeah, questioning your decision. He was yeah. like, he, he looked, he was like, yeah, you know, I've never doubled on elk before. And we both, thought, we, but, yeah, we both thought to each other like, yeah, well, you know, maybe there's a reason. For that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's not just an accident. Um, so we have a thousand pounds of meat to yeah. pack back to that. Yeah. Boat? No. So, so we go down and uh, I mean, we go down there and we cut up my bull. My bull is like all tangled up in this from his cartwheel. Horrible, yeah, horrible, horrible place. He and he, he was in super steep hill and he was kind of tangled up in this tree and he'd broken um, both of his femurs oh, from no rolling kidding. over. So you could not lift a like quarter. when you're trying to like use leverage on a quarter to get out. Oh, so so we like wore ourselves out. That's hardcore. I don't know if I've ever bowl. seen uh, oh. an animal break. Maybe a deer or something. It was. But. It was. I I do not recommend it. I mean, because <laughs> it made it a lot harder. To, oh yeah, to I mean, just everything bowl. is taking like three times as much effort because you can't get any leverage when you're trying to get the the rears the pelvis, off the yeah. hip, yeah, and get into the ball joint. So we we cut him up, bag him up, um, and then carry quarters and head and everything down to the creek bottom dry creek bottom and uh then we his cow was just like right above it on the hillside yeah. we cut her up get her down and um we figure we have eight backpacks full of meat yeah and if we take if we follow the creek out um to the lake it's like a mile it's it's probably right around a mile and it's flat um i mean there's like some up and down but it's a dried it's, out wash it's about as yeah. good as it's about as good as it gets and you can um, get the boat to where you can pack yeah this meat yeah too. so so what what we did was he he hiked back to camp with no meat or he left his backpack actually so he loaded up meat bold move mm -hmm. well wouldn't recommend it yeah, he so he he put um, he like strapped a quarter in his backpack, and um, I strapped a quarter in my backpack, and I I forget what the order was, but I took basically I took his pack, hiked it out to the lake. He went back for the boat, and I left his pack with like a big orange flag on it where I was gonna haul the rest of the meat, and I think by the time he got the boat back, I had made. Uh, four, four trips. Oh, wow. You were, you were shuffling. No. Yeah. So I think I made, I'd made three trips to the lake or down to the, to, to the lake. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's and a so, lot of work. so I was just making a big pile of meat on the side of the, <laughs> yes. on the side of the water. And I think, yeah, I think on my third trip out or whatever it was, um, he was there with the boat. So then we both hike in with empty packs and we did two more round trips together. Yeah. Um, 
and the last one was a pretty heavy, like, you know, kind of double load type. Um, but yeah, we were packing meat for a long, long time. Yeah, I think, man. I think I did like, I think I did five, I don't remember how many, I did five trips, um, on with, top of with, a big day of packing meat yeah, the yeah, prior to with that mule I did, deer. I think I did like five, five one mile one ways with meat and then five mile one ways empty. W- empty. Your um, back is broken. That's <laughs> it was it, spinal. Yeah. I mean, it, it was actually like not a terrible thing. You know, like. No, to, elk pack to, outs get worse than that. To carry. Well, and, and you're only carrying it like a half. I'm, I'm carrying weight for a half hour at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And you um, get a break. Yeah. What size bull was this? Six point again? This was a six by seven. Oh wow! Wow. He had a he had a second. <laughs> I don't know. This doesn't. He had a second third hmm. on one side. Some, a little atypical. Some might call it a fourth, and then the fourth becomes the fifth. I don't know. Yeah. I can't really describe a non-typical well. point between the third. Where and the one fourth. would expect to see one third, there were two hmm. thirds. Hence the seven instead of the six. Yeah. On that's that side. yeah. Um, it's it's math. So yeah, he was. I mean, another just like super cold bull, um, giant giant body. Oh like yeah, that was the noticeably one bigger than your mountain bull that, in Idaho. That was the one thing about him that like really huh. stood out was just. So you, so you got two bulls in the same month. Yes, that's amazing. And they were both the biggest. Uh, which which bull ended up being bigger, Idaho or Montana? Are they, they about the same? It's, I mean. We didn't have like an official measurement on right. either, but I think both of them tape out at around three twenty, whatever. Yeah, um, S- solid month. But they're very different. Yeah, like they're they're kind of there's very different character to the probably different color too. Yeah, different know. color. But yeah, that that yeah like, mountain bull that and that a prairie, prairie bull that prairie mm-hmm. bull was like a totally different a little more bleach species body. Was, body. He ten, was he ten percent bigger on the body? Was he was he? T- well, I didn't take measurements. Okay, but, but noticeably he's not a larger. So the, the thing, the thing about, you know, when I look at animals, I pretty much go, "Holy shit, that's a big buck," or "That's <laughs> a big bull," and then I go work backwards from that, yeah. and I think like, "Oh, maybe he's not that big." Oh, he's yeah, he is big. Well, and yep. so, so rather than actually like have any say, I just sort of seesaw back and forth between right. big, small, big, small until until it's dead. Yeah, because I don't really make any. Yeah. So. (laughs) So, yeah, that was I mean, that was a full day of packing meat and then uh, a huge I think we might have eaten two dinners that night Mm. um, because we had all. Because why not? Yeah. And then uh, got off the got the boat out early in the morning because it was supposed to get stormy. So, yeah. And that country is not somewhere you want to be when everything starts getting muddy. No, no. So we got out of there or the waves kick up out there. Yeah. I mean, we spent plenty of nights in a boat. Oh, country. It's not fun. I got Mm. pretty beat up. Uh, and, and anybody who's familiar with it would say like, Oh, that's nothing. But like we're hitting, we're hitting waves pretty hard on the way back. (laughs) In the boats, a thousand pounds. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Two quartered up elk and a deer, yep. all in the back of the boat. Oh, it was God. like and qu- three guys, quite a thing. Two of us, two guys, just two yeah. of us. So but you had like a hundred pounds less Chinese food. That's true. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. You know <laughs> what? Bring you, that cal- were, you have to take that uh, into yeah. consideration. There was a the lot Chinese of, food. There was a lot consumed. of beer as well. <laughs> no, doubt it. We're well, right. that's pretty special. Um, you you outkicked your coverage, and I tend you know, to do this. You have. 
you, yeah, living you're, proof you're, right you're, next to me. The guys. bride sitting next to you is living <laughs> proof. Um, well, two good memories and two epic elk hunts, and you somehow snuck a nice big mule deer into it as well. Yeah, I didn't know that part of the story. I didn't know that that's where you, when you got that deer and yeah. add all that up. Yeah, what a dream season! It was like, really ridiculous. What? Uh, any other highlight? Did you did you hunt an antelope last year or anything else? Sydney shot an antelope. Oh yeah, you guys had a bloodbath of an October. Yeah, just. Did you have to go buy another freezer? Yeah. 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 You did. It was really hard, yeah. actually. Oh, to yeah. Find a it, was a, it was a. Oh, because that's what you have COVID. to do. That's what you have to do. Yeah, the, the, the supply, supply chain. chain. Yeah. yeah. That's what so you have we. To say. But you so can't anticipate it because then you're going to curse yourself. Yeah. That's yeah. the biggest mistake people make is, oh, I got a big season coming. I'm going to buy an extra freezer. Well, you're not going to tag out with shit. Yeah. Well, so we. Yeah, Careful. So, so we. Um, God. We ordered like a whole bunch of freezers, and Lowe's would like I'd order a freezer. What do you mean you ordered a whole bunch well, of freezers? Well, I'll explain. It. I would I would order a freezer, and Lowe's would say this will be here in three weeks, and then at two weeks and six days, I would get an email saying your order's been delayed, mm-hmm. and then like it'll be another two weeks, and mm-hmm. and so then I like and then they would just straight up cancel it, and this probably. I think like I I think I actually entered credit card information and hit buy for at least three wow. freezers. And they ultimately, time and time again, just said, "Hey, tough shit. We uh, we're, oh, yeah. we're not and getting you a freezer." Oh yeah. Then there's a guy. I mean, I'm like looking at I'm like looking at the inventory of uh, Lowe's and Home Depot everywhere from Seattle to um, Billings. <laughs> And Boise, yeah, I'm hard like, up. I was like, maybe we can go catch a musical in Salt Lake and come home with. A, <laughs> oh wow! Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I called the guy. I called the guy in Billings. And I said, "You have the freezer I want. Can I come get it?" I said, "I I'm said on my way." No, I said, "I said, I said, um, I, can I just read my card number over the?" F-? I said, "I said you have this freezer. If I buy it online, it's, it's telling me six weeks. You are five hours away from me." How about I just read my card to you? You mark that sold. I will be there today. I will get it. And he's like, yeah, I can't sell this freezer to you. Why not? Floor model? model. It's the floor model. I have the floor model. I said, said, why are you going to show anybody this freezer? You don't don't have have any to sell. Yeah. Yeah. It's just bad business. I I mean, I I was at a loss. And eventually, um, there was a freezer that showed up at the Bozeman. Yeah, I remember you came to town. So the day before Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving, yeah. we were having Thanksgiving about two hours away from the house. So the day before Thanksgiving, I drove <laughs> Missoula to Bozeman back, unloaded the freezer and then drove to Thanksgiving. You, you know, you you that successful of a big game, Hunter. You got to do what you got to do to get your freezer space. Yep. Yep. You know, well, you guys heavy, won't go hungry. Heavy lies winter. the crown. Yeah. And Sydney also shot a great deer. So, yeah, Sydney, you have become quite the hunter uh, in recent years here. Well, it's I love that annual <laughs> antelope hunt you guys go on because oh, yeah, you somehow wrangle multiple tags. Uh, it seems like at all years, these antelope camps. Oh, yeah, I haven't yeah. drawn a tag in two years and she's drawn tags both years. Hmm. So I went like seven years and getting doe tags and buck tags. And yeah. Stacking them up. One year I had three tags, two doe tags and a buck tag. Yeah. Wow. Um, Twenty. 2016 but yeah i haven't drawn a tag in the past two years so sydney's been our antelope provider because it happens to be our favorite it's such a good meat you know what it's grown on me more than anything else i used to be uh living in the dark on antelope and 
didn't think it was great. I used to very much be one of those guys. I was like, antelope ain't good. It's uh, tastes like sagebrush and blah blah blah. That's not very good. And you come to find out, that's really just your own fault. Yep. Uh, yes. You take care of it. You take care of an antelope, and if you don't run them over hell and back before you shoot them, it's the best damn game meat I think in the West. Yeah. So th- luckily we we have at least one antelope killer in the house. My days. God, someone's got to do and it. And it's just become an all-consuming passion for you, right? You just yeah. you can't, you think you about, about it all it. year long. That's right. <laughs> just can't wait for the draw to come out in, yeah. in August. <laughs> well, I think you'll have a hard time topping that season, but I know you'll try. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been told many times by pretty much everyone I run into that I'll never <laughs> have as good a hunting season. Do you get sick of hearing that? You, I bet maybe it motivates you. You're like, well, yeah, just watch me. No, you know, I'm I'm a realist. Um <laughs> It's all downhill from here. You know, it might be, but at least that memory. I think I think that day of elk hunting in Idaho, like you could have died that evening, and you probably would have I died. Ne- I very nearly there. did, yeah. <laughs> On account of all the falling. <laughs> you kept tripping the whole time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the elk ended up killing him. He caught that royal through I think the I gut. Mentioned, I think Full I mentioned circle. that I tore my pants, but I also hit my head really hard. <laughs> <laughs> they actually didn't let me go to sleep that night. Well... Thanks for telling us your story. Hopefully uh, you put another – you don't have any elk points now, so you're back in the general game this fall, huh? Yeah. 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 Didn't, I'm sure you applied for something. Didn't but draw nothing. Yeah, me neither. But back to your uh, your general district grind this fall, and I'm sure it'll put things right back into realistic perspective for you on what yeah. elk hunting <laughs> for us peasants is I, I thought like. you said I'm sure it'll be a great season. I was going to say, <laughs> no, it likely won't. I, I think I'll be cold. I think I'll realize that I should have been in better shape. And I think I'll see animals that I can't get to. So well, when we uh, when we publish this conversation, we'll, I'll be sure to share some photos of your hunt if you're willing to share them with us so we can – Show people the bulls that you killed and that buck that you got and some of the, some of your memories along the way. Absolutely. I, I love the fall when I get all these text messages from Randall with all these random oh, kills yeah. he has and just and then his, his gas station, station stops in between yeah. hunts so like the good corn dogs he finds in mm, random yeah, small yeah. towns. It's yeah, yeah, really keeps us in the loop. Yeah. Uh, Randall, hey, you came were... across these two over-the-counter doe tags. <laughs> <laughs> Specially special weekend. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Randall, you are on the internet and provide the world with some really great content. What, where can people find you on Instagram? Uh, on Instagram, they'll just write Randall underscore underscore Williams. Ooh, double underscore. Yeah. If, and that's uh, Randall with two L's. A-L-L, yeah. A lot of people spell it. It's, it's Randall with an R. It's Randall. And then the A-N-D-A-L-L. There's some people that spell Randall W-R-A-N-D-L-E. Kick it off with a W. No, they don't. Yeah, I've thought about that. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Yeah, yeah. Randall underscore underscore Williams. And Brady, where can people keep up with you on the internet? Oh, it's just old Instagram as well. Brady underscore J underscore Miller. We're gonna have I'm not to, as cool as Randall on yeah. Instagram, though. Randall's lo- stories I are love great it, with, the, with the dogs. With his dogs and his his beautiful wife and your your home you just remodeled and all the hunts you go on. It's uh, some of my favorite content on the World Wide Web out there. Um, Thank thanks for telling us your story. Yeah, and you can find me on TikTok at Mr. Bubbles oh, 406. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I haven't looked into that one yet, but I'm going to. That's probably a gem Mr. of Mr. Bubbles kinds. 406. Yeah, bear meat sandwiches. 
yeah. uh, is, a, is your sleeper page as well. Mm. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Uh, if you enjoyed it, do us a favor. Give it a five-star rating wherever you choose to listen to your podcast and share it with a friend. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening.